Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. Take the following everyday steps to help avoid the spread of all respiratory viruses. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Cover your cough or sneeze with a tissue. Throw the tissue away and then wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects or surfaces, such as remote controls and doorknobs. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. And stay home if you are sick. Call your health care provider if you develop fever, cough, or difficulty breathing. For more tips, visit cdc.gov. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. I'm your host, Joy Keys, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in. You can follow me on Twitter, at Joy Keys. Also, check me out on Facebook, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys, and on Instagram, Saturdays with Joy Keys. Also, you guys can hear us on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, as well as here at Blog Talk Radio. I want to thank you guys for following and listening to the show. I hope you've enjoyed the topics. Feel free to email me. You can email me at SaturdaysWithJoyKeys at Hotmail.com. If you have any questions or comments, things, ideas about the show, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. This morning, I am speaking with someone across the pond, as they say, Um, She has written an epic novel, uh, a coming-of-age novel, we'll say, Um, but she is um, also, this is not her first book. Her first book was Kintu, and uh, she's a recipient of the Wyndham Candom Prize, uh, and the first prize uh, she won for uh, Kintu Manuscript, Kwani Manuscript Project Prize in 2013, and she was long-listed for the uh, Edda Sala Prize in 2014. Um, her story, Let's Tell This Story Properly, was the global winner of the 2014 Commonwealth Short Story Prize. Um, Oprah listed this new book, the, most, uh, the, best, the best books of the year, the Washington Post, best fiction of the year in 2020, um, Time, the 100 most read books of 2020. So if you don't have this book, you, you better grab it. I'm going to be giving some copies away. Uh, good morning, Jennifer Nansubugu Makumbi. Did I say that correctly? You did. Good morning, Joy. Thank you so much. Um, your book, A Girl is a Body of Water, that's the name of it here in the U.S. Um, it has a different name over, overseas, but uh, A Girl is a Body of Water is the name here. Let me start with... How long did it take you to write this novel? Because it's a little over 500 pages. Um, it's very hard to say how long it took me uh, because I started writing it way back in 2001. 
and I finished it in 2003, and, and I submitted it, but it was rejected. Then I rewrote it between 2003 and 2005, submitted it again, and it was rejected. Then I tried again, 2005, 2007, it was rejected again. So I put oh, it aside. I know. <laughs> I put it aside and wrote Chintu, and then I wrote the short stories, and then went back to it. Um, so I've had it for almost 20 years. But it's very hard to tell how much time I've spent on it. I, I would guess probably around five years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's very involved. It has a lot of layers to it. You have feminism in there. You have colonialism in there. Um, you have uh, cultural, um, you know, stories, a family, the importance of family, missing a family. Uh, mothers are an important issue throughout the story. Um the main character doesn't know her mom, but she also finds out that her grandmother, um, uh, her, her grand, uh, what is it, her great-grandmother, I believe, that the father didn't know his mother. Um, and you yourself did not meet your mother till you were 10. What was that experience like? Well, um, it was... Um, because I was young, for a long time, I didn't feel it. I didn't feel the absence of my mother until I think I started going to school and realized that people had mothers. And then I started to wonder what mine looked like. But um, the family always said, oh, she'll come around. Never mind. She'll come you see her, or someone would come and say, oh, I met Eve in town. Or, you know, she was always in the in the peripheries of the family, people talking about her. So it wasn't like Chiravo, whose mother was, you know, a, a no-go subject. Mine was always talked about. And when she was ready to see me and my brother, she came around mm. and we met her. You know, in America... The women, I guess, own the children. <laughs> the uh, women, go ahead. That is almost, um, it's very hard for me to envision that, the idea that a woman can own their child. Yes, I don't think own is maybe the correct word, but they are left with the children, and in general, it is it is their responsibility. Um Whereas in a lot of African cultures, not just in Ugandan cultures, Nigerian cultures, you know, like you grew up with your father's side of the family. Oh, yeah. And that's, and that's normal. It is. And my mother up to now still takes pride in the fact that she left me with my, with my family. My, my mother's family is not my family at all. And mm. it's incredible that even I, who is a feminist, I always find myself talking to my son in those terms and saying, have you checked on your family? Have you checked on your grandmother? Have you checked on your people? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. because there's a way we belong to our father's families and clans that uh, makes the mother almost just something, somebody that was there to bring you into the world and prepare you 
but not belonging with her mm-hmm. in a certain mm-hmm. way. Now, there's a phrase in the book. I'm going to try When Kano, Kano, am I saying that correctly? Kano? Can you spell the, the yeah, word? No, uh, it's a word for feminism in Luganda. Oh, when Kano, Kano. Yeah, okay. Talk to the audience about that. What what does that mean in in the language? Is it different than what a Westerner would think of feminism? Um, it is feminism, but it's it's a kind of feminism that is mostly looking for equality. Um, uh, uh, Ugandans have not started to look further than just. Uh, being treated equally with mm-hmm. men, mm-hmm. and it's also um, a kind of feminism that is aware of the complexity of of gender and culture. You know, yeah. because while men are favored by the patriarchy, they are oppressed in certain ways, and while women are oppressed. Uh, and marginalized and repressed at at a greater level. There are moments when they are they take advantage of this oppression, and also they they have cracks within the patriarchy where they then also can become, you know, uh, oppressors of their own uh, fellow women. Yes. So that feminism therefore has to be very careful in the way it handles the idea of oppression because it's not clear-cut as the feminism coming from the West is. Women are oppressed and men are oppressors. And mm-hmm. it's not the same. Yeah, and, you know, African-American culture, um, when, you know, the 60s and, you know, like a revolution for equality for black people there was the fight of do you fight for the black people or do you fight for feminism? Because here feminism was the white woman's battle, you know? Um, And we didn't, we, we were like uh, traitors. If if you went to go be a feminist, you know, uh, here as an African-American woman. Um, Now the funny thing in the book like you said, the grandmother talks to the main character about being sheepish to use it as an advantage. You know, to be meek and mild can be powerful. Yes. Um, but the young lady has some, some spirit within her. You want to tell the audience about that? The spirit that's within the child? Um. Yes. Um, First of all, can I talk about uh, that conflict between uh, black people, you know, fighting the uh, the oppression by whiteness, but at the same time, men are oppressing women within the uh, the black community. I think it was the same in Africa in in many ways. So, for Mm. example, in South Africa, uh, people like Nadine Godma were saying, I'm not going to join the feminist action yet. I'm going to fight for equality within South Africa. For mm-hmm. her, 
equality between blacks and whites was the most important thing. So yeah. she was in conflict with uh, feminism there. But also when um, African Africans started to write against colonization, you know, men were always writing about how uh, a colonizer had oppressed them and whatever. And women were like, but you, 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 you're not different, really. Mm-hmm. You're not different from the colonizers from our point of view. And men felt betrayed. That, you know, and, and there was a sense that we should keep, you know, in-house fighting. Yes. In-house. Let's right. Don't tell the other people. Mm-hmm. That, you know, we are fighting within ourselves. Uh, I just wanted um, uh, to to talk about that for, uh, first, because it's it's the same, I think, everywhere in the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, now, now but, go on. No, so you're going to tell us about the spirit, yes? Mm-hmm. So now uh, about uh, the spirit. So um, again, uh, in Uganda, we have the sense of uh, spirits living around us. We always have this sense that our ancestors, okay, they are buried, and we tend to bury them close to home, but mm. they are always around us. Sometimes you even find yourself saying, oh, I hope my grandmother walks with me, or I hope my grandfather walks with me, you know. Yes. This sense that they are always um, around us. And so the idea um, of um, uh, Chirabo having this spirit in her of the first woman is not out of you know out of the blue. Uh, it, it it would make sense within the Ugandan um, context. However, the 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 reality is that um, uh, Suta, this is the old woman who's looked at her as a witch. Yes, she she has realized that this this actually a spirit. The way we understand the world the word spirit in terms of spirited, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. a spirit in this girl that she recognizes the, the same spirit that she had as a girl. And, and, and she's so excited about it. And she knows that um, had she been the same, she should have had a, a grandmother developing it. And so when she sees it in this child, she decides that she's going to prepare her for rebellion and for being a feminist or to be the feminist that she has not been. Yes. Mm-hmm. The best way she can deploy it is to use the idea that there's this spirit out there, you know, of the first woman and she was magical and she was fantastic and wonderful. And, you know, that spirit has chosen you. What a great um, a privilege for you. So, um, because Chirabo is young and she has had these moments where she feels that she flies out of her body, she's very mm-hmm. susceptible to believing it. Yes, yes. Um, you know, another thing that is talked about in the book is the issue of time. Yeah. And the main character doesn't realize that there's any problem or issue until she gets to school. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the time and how it was thought of in her, um, in her, um, when she was with her people 
as opposed to, you know, uh, I guess, American, Christian, European time. Okay. Yeah. I, what, what the first thing I think I should say is that um, in Uganda, we don't have seasons uh, uh, the way you have seasons, you know, summer, winter, um, spring, and autumn. Mm-hmm. No, we don't. We, we just have wet, cold, wet and dry. Those are seasons. The sun okay. sets at the same time every day and rises at the same time. So mm-hmm. we have uh, 12 hours of daytime and 12 hours of nighttime all the time. So it just does not make sense. Even to somebody like me who was born in European time, it just does not make sense for time to start in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Or for mm-hmm. the day to start in the middle of the night. So you can imagine two children in in the 1930s arriving in school and being told, oh, it's 8 o'clock in the morning, but actually it's two hours of the day. Yeah. And so because of that, we, we still have, even I, we tell time in Luganda differently, and we tell time differently in English. And everybody who speaks both languages, we occupy that very un- unhappy space where you have to think of time in two ways. If you mm. want to speak English, you say it in the way it is in the international world. Yes. Or if you're speaking Luganda, then you're going to say it in the way we see it in Uganda. It's it's really very problematic. It's until you go to school. It doesn't matter whether you're born now. It's still until you go to school and or you watch TV and then you start to see the the, the, the disjointedness or the, the way it doesn't make sense. And we are forced to do this. But at the same time, a time in Africa, and especially at that time, was not the same as European time. Um, out here, time is is in control of everything. Time yes. runs your lives. Back home, time is just at our pleasure. Mm. There's no hurry. And people resent it when you impose time on them. Because uh, people will tell you, oh, but the world will be here tomorrow. You know? And, yeah, yeah. you know, it, 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 time is, they remind you how time, the way we perceive it in the West, is such an artificial thing. The only time they know is the sun rising and setting. It's you the know, moon flow. That yes. is time. It's a construct. It's just like race. Race is a construct. We all decided, okay, we're going to agree Race is, you know, somebody's black, somebody's white. This is an orange. This is an apple. We agree to that, you know. Yeah, um, but we didn't even agree to it. Yeah, we didn't, right. Oh, we, we didn't. Yeah. It was imposed on us. Yeah. Because like, uh, like all Africans you've heard from, when I was in Uganda, I was not black. Really, I did never thought of myself as black. I'm mm. only black because somebody's white. Exactly. But otherwise, I'm just a human being. Mm-hmm. And because Asians do not, we don't 
have that brown in the middle. It, the, the brown is so imposed because, you know, you must tell the difference, you know. I, 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 so in Uganda, we had a lot of Asians around us, but they were not brown, mm-hmm. you know. They yeah, were yeah. just Asians. But in the book, but in the book, Jennifer, you do deal with colorism. Oh, because yes. many of the characters it bring it up that so and so is light, or so and so is mixed, and if the girl is light, she's going to get more men. You know, tell us about that. How is that working? You know, in terms of today, is it still happening today? Yes, it's still happening, and uh, it has led to people, to women bleaching. Bleaching is very common in Uganda yeah. because of it, and this is the reason that I brought it up. But also, it's also the, the, the way it centers that light-skinned girl, you know. Mm-hmm. We're so aware of it. Now, um, the, the thing is that light skin is not whiteness. No. Mm-hmm. Even the woman who bleaches, is not wanting to become white. No. She just wants to be a light-skinned African. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so, and 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 by the way, while it it was of course um, made very uh, horrible by the arrival of colonization, there was always a. Uh, an idea of colorism in Africa or in Uganda, I think, because mm-hmm. there's uh, an ethnic group in the in the western part of Uganda, where the darker you are, the more beautiful. Okay. So for them, if you had dark gums, have you seen Africans with dark gums? Yeah. Even mm-hmm. the tank is very oh, those yeah. those were the beautiful people. Mm. And but because this in in this ethnic group people tended to be very light skinned, but in my my if there are other parts of the country where people tended to be dark, they also like light skinned people. It, it, you know, I think there was this, uh, that colorism, whether it goes to the dark side or to the light side, it had always been there, but it wasn't dangerous. What is dangerous now because of the bleaching, and that is, that's the problem. I think that colorism was the same as the way some people prefer tall people, and some people prefer, like, uh, shorter people. Do you know? Yeah. Uh, the, you know, it's a, the, the liking of tall people does not make life dangerous. Or it's not a dangerous thing that people who are not tall are going to make themselves taller. You know, at, you know it wasn't yeah. dangerous like that. But at the moment, it, it is in such a way that all, all the images you're bombarded with as a child, mm. the light-skinned woman is centered. It doesn't matter where the films come from. They could be from Latin America. They could be American. They could be uh, Nigerian. They could be from India. It is Aries the light-skinned girl. And if you walk around Kampala, all the girls on the billboard are light-skinned. Light-skinned. And also, once, if you look around, all people who are from mixed-race backgrounds, they're always successful. They tend to be rich. Mm. So, you know, it's like that in Asian cultures as well, because the lighter-skinned, um, you know, say Chinese woman or Japanese, they wear the umbrella to protect themselves because 
the dark skin was considered, you know, lower class, even in Asia, even in India. In India, it's the same way. The light, the lighter skin people, usually the richer people, the dark skin people are the sometimes what they call the untouchables even. Um, you know, here in America, it's the same way, and we have this advantage. But we are not white because I will still get stopped by the cops. I'm light-skinned or not, I'm still going to get stopped by the cops, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing over there. And um, it's very hard to work out. But I think the Abraham religions didn't help because there was that interpretation that uh, blackness is the manifestation of the caste. The um, uh, you know, the Hamitic caste. Yeah, yeah. So it, it came from those uh, Abrahamic religions as well. So, but colonization and slave trade—they've made the situation really terrible, and it's entirely up to us now to fight it. Now, I'm glad you brought up slave trade. Um, we only have a couple minutes left. But one thing I want to discuss that is a huge thing that's happening, there's a war going on, and Idi Amin comes into power, and that um, something, you know, we've never had that kind of war in America, but Idi Amin killed almost, they say sometimes the numbers are 500,000 people. Yes, he killed a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And do you remember how that impacted your family? Oh, yeah. Um, It it impacted my family so badly that um, uh, my dad was arrested by Idi Amin's men. Um, He was a banker, and one of his generals um, uh, uh, came to the bank and uh, um, put in a check, which my dad described as a, a rubber check. Mm. And uh, and it bounced, and everybody had the common sense to mm. not to talk back at the general. But my dad was the manager, and so it ended with him. So he came down to where the tailor was, and he told the guy that I'm sorry, you don't have enough money on your account to cover this. Oh. And, and the man said, just give me my money. And they said, well, you, if you write out a new check for this amount. They told him how much he had on the on the account. We'll give you that. And the man left. My dad always left to the bank late. And he used to go through French windows because the doors would be closed by then. When he stepped out, um, they arrested him. Mm. I, I was very young at the time. But what I remember is that my dad had an Afro at the time. Yeah. And when they returned him, and we were lucky, we were so lucky because we had another uncle who was in that army. And um, he, they looked around for him for weeks. Uh, but when the, he was returned, he, they had shaved the hair off. And I remember my uncle, my brother, my dad would not sit on the bed, would not sit on, on the sofa. He would always cower in the corner Mm. And, uh, you know, just squat in the corner. Um, the people, and I would see all his sisters and brothers saying, you're safe, you're safe, come and sit down. But he wouldn't. And uh, soon after, he lost his mind. And all my life, my dad um, has been mentally unwell because of that. 
Yeah. But I was lucky because in school, um, I remember my best friend had dad um had a lot of children and he used to drop them in the back of the car and they would arrive at school and all jump out at once. But one time she arrived uh in a dirty dress at school at around ten o'clock in the day. Mm-hmm. And we asked what is going on, and she said, "Mom and Dad didn't come home." Uh. And then, uh, yeah, and they took her back home, and she never returned to school. Um, another time, our neighbor, we had this old car. It used not to start in the morning, and we used to push it. So one time, we were pushing the car to the road when we saw blood come down the steps of our neighbors. And I remember my aunt saying. Run, run, because by then my dad, I was living with my, my, my auntie, okay. ran back to the house. They went into the the neighbor's house and they found that the husband had been shot in the legs, but he hadn't died. No, he died actually, but the daughter, I think, was shot in the leg. Yeah. Jennifer, so I'm sorry. I'm, Jennifer, I'm sorry. I don't want to, uh, I hate to cut you off, um, but I we do have to, to end talking about time. <laughs> <laughs> we do have to end. It's just so lovely speaking with you. Um, tell us real quick, what are you working on next? Do you have something that you're writing now? Yes, I am working on something a, a little bit ambitious. But, I mean, a little maybe. Um, it's just about how we perceive race in Africa. Uh, mm. Why we still call mixed race people white and yes. what that means now okay well we look forward to that i would love to have you back on the show to, to talk about that thank you thank you for having me and thank you to everyone who's tuned in to listen yes people hopefully even overseas all around the globe can listen to this i i sent the link information to your your people so if you have anybody who wants to listen they can listen anywhere it will be archived if they miss the first part, they can yes. still hear it, definitely. I, I, it's amazing speaking with you. I'm so honored. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. You have a, you have a great weekend, okay? Same to you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, please stay tuned. I'm going to be speaking with Singer by Hayes about his album and his music. Uh, I hope you can tune into that. And um, I hope to see you next week. I have a special guest. He's an actor from Snowfall, um, I mean Joseph. That's going to be next Friday. That's actually a special show, a special edition. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Talk to you soon. To some, a baby's babbling doesn't mean much, but it does, especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.